welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 11. Maybe you got blood in you. You got blood in you, Shadow? Could be, sir. Shadow stood tall and looked straight ahead and concentrated on not allowing himself to be riled by this man. Yeah, well, all I know is you fucking spook me. Wilson had sandy blonde hair and a sandy blonde face and a sandy blonde smile. You leaving us soon? Hope so, sir. You'll be back. I can see it in your eyes. You're a fuck-up, Shadow. Now, if I had my way, none of you assholes would ever get out. We'd drop you in the hole and forget you. Oubliettes, thought Shadow, and he said nothing. It was a survival thing. He didn't answer back. Didn't say anything about job security for prison guards, debate the nature of repentance, rehabilitation, or rates of recidivism. He didn't say anything funny or clever, and to be on the safe side, when he was talking to a prison official, whenever possible, he didn't say anything at all. Speak when you're spoken to. Do your own time. Get out. Get home. Have a long hot bath. Tell Laura you love her. Rebuild a life. They walked through a couple of checkpoints. Wilson showed his ID each time, up a set of stairs, and they were standing outside the prison warden's office. Shadow had never been there before, but he knew what it was. It had the prison warden's name, G. Patterson, on the door in black letters, and beside the door a miniature traffic light. The top light burned red. Wilson pressed a button below the traffic light. They stood there in silence for a couple of minutes. Shadow tried to tell himself everything was all right that on Friday morning he'd be on the plane up to Eagle Point, but he did not believe it himself. The red light went out, and the green light went on, and Wilson opened the door. They went inside. Shadow had seen the warden a handful of times in the last three years. Once he had been showing a politician around. Shadow had not recognized the man. Once during a lockdown, the warden had spoken to them in groups of a hundred, telling them that the prison was over. And that's the page. This is the first part of the book where... I started really forming a picture of Shadow in my head. And this is where I also get to really talk about my prejudices as a white guy. When I read this and when I read Anansi Boys, it, it took a chapter or two in Anansi Boys. And it took, you know, this, what, we're on page 11, so eight, nine total pages, to really realize that I wasn't dealing with white characters. And I think that there's a lot of books that I've read since... I read American Gods and Anansi Boys probably a decade ago, a piece for those, that I haven't formed a picture in my head anymore. I wait until I'm told by the author what uh, like what the person looks like, because too often I would imagine it like me, white. There's a lot of characters in this book especially, and in Anansi Boys, that are not white, and it's made pretty clear, but... I was slow to a lot of that, and discussing these books with friends is really what gave me the ability to look beyond just myself and understand that every character in every book is not like me, even though it really does seem like it sometime. So I just wanted to point that out, that this book has generally made me a better person, I think. At least I hope. To carry on with the text on the page, this is not the first time that Neil Gaiman uses the term oubliette. It's mentioned in Sandman. I didn't make a note of which issue. I think it's in issue three when Morpheus goes to hell, but it could also be in Season of Mists. 
The definition of oubliette is a secret dungeon that can only be entered through a trapdoor in the ceiling. Though it's generally understood to mean a prison or some other place where a person can be placed and then forgotten. Not surprisingly, it comes from the French for forget, and it's a really great $20 word, although maybe in this economy it's a $50 word. Let's see, what else, what else? Uh, Shadow talks about going up to Eagle Point, so more evidence that he's heading north from wherever he is, but I, I spent almost a whole week of time trying to figure out which specific prison Shadow's in, and I don't know that there is one. I'm curious, but I'm not curious enough to drive myself mad any longer. So for now, we'll just say random prison, possibly in Indiana. Somewhere in the United States, Shadow was in prison. That's all we know. Uh, the surname Patterson is Irish, meaning son of Patrick. I don't think there's any particular deeper meaning to the name. St. Patrick was the Apostle Saint of Ireland, and uh, especially amongst Roman Catholics, is considered to be equal, or at least nearly equal, to the Twelve Apostles. There's lots of myths and legends about St. Patrick. You know, no snakes. Okay, that's the only one I know. I don't think it's significant in any particular way outside of that it's another immigrant name. It's it's common enough in this day and age that maybe we don't think of it as such, but the Irish were immigrants, and we have Essie Tregowan's story later in the book where we can delve a little more into that. Or even when we meet Sweeney in a few pages, we can talk about it more. For right now, we'll just leave it at that. There's not a lot else that happens on the page. Wilson continues to be a complete asshole, but it's mostly them walking from one point to another point in the prison to end up outside the warden's office. Yeah, looking over the page, I don't really see anything else. So if there's something here I missed, something I got wrong, or you just want to drop me a line and say, hey... You can get in touch at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. I'd like to extend my dearest and greatest thanks to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. I'll be back tomorrow for another page. Thanks for listening, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>